pattern that is going on. In my family, I will be honest, in my father's house, people do not get married. I have a cousin who's, I think, 60-something. She's not married. Another one, 50-something, not married. The aunties, all of them have gone back to back home. When you go to my mother's house, it's a different story. Hallelujah. So when you look at a situation like that, it is going to be battle for battle, war for war. But in the name of Jesus, every battle against your promotion, let it be scattered in the name of Jesus. Every power, every spirit of Haman that has said you will not cross over to the next level, let it be overthrown in the name of Jesus. Every power that is contending for your promotion, every power that is contending for your elevation. Tonight you are coming against you by the blood of Jesus. I want you to begin to pray and wage war against powers that are fighting you at the edge of breakthrough. Every enemy of my promotion, every enemy of my elevation, I come against you. I scatter your plans. I disown you by the blood of Jesus. I release the blood of Jesus against you. We arrest the powers that are fighting us at the the edge of breakthrough. We arrest every power, every spirit uh, that said you will not get elevated. Uh, every spirit uh, that saying that you will not be promoted. Uh, somebody open your mouth. Uh, begin to wage war against that Haman. Uh, that Haman in your father's house. Uh, that Haman in your mother's house uh, that said you will not be promoted. Uh, that said you will not get that promotion. Uh, that said you will not get that uh, walk down the aisle. Uh, somebody begin to wage war. Uh, begin to open fire. Begin to to release fire upon that strong man, upon that strong woman that is standing to misalign you, to take you out out of your promotion we project the sword we project the sword upon every spirit upon every personality every hammer in front of a man, every hemana in form of a man, every hemana in form of a woman, every hemana in form of a spirit, receive the sword, receive the sword, receive the sword, receive the sword, receive the sword. Let there be a slaughter. We slaughter every power. We slaughter every spirit. We slaughter every hemana that has said that we will not get into the court. That we will not get into the palace today by prayer. We overthrow you. We pull you down. We trample upon you. We crush your head. We crush the head of every serpent. Somebody pray against the serpent. The serpent that is staying. The serpent that is standing at the edge of breakthrough. Somebody begin to crush. Begin to crush. Begin to crush. Call on fire. Release fire. Upon every ancestral serpent, Ekasheke, Rakashea, Rekasheke de, Rakashekada, Ekasheke, I hear fight the serpent, Ekashakabosha, begin to behead, Ekasheke de, every ancestral serpent, Rakashaka, every witchcraft serpent that is standing at the edge of my 
proportion. By the sword, I behead you tonight. I behead every python spirit, every serpent from my mother's house, every serpent from my mother's house, every witch kakashaka. Somebody pray. That serpent. Pray against the serpent. Begin to tread upon it. Continue to pray against every serpent. Let fire begin to surround this building. Let the fire of God begin to burn down every serpent and altar. Every serpent that has risen his head to cause you harm, to cause you not to be promoted, to cause you not to be elevated. We are calling down fire. We are calling down fire. We overturn the altars, serpent and altars that have been swallowing our promotion, serpent and altars that have been swallowing our elevation tonight by prayer. We overturn you. We open fire. We send thunder. We send lightning. We strike you down. Kasha. Kasha. Somebody pray. Kasha Kada. Somebody, somebody pray. Something is going on in the realm of the spirit. There is an altar. That woman behind the serpent and altar. We bind you tonight. We bind you, Kasha. We bind that woman. We bind you with feathers of iron. We bind you. We bind you. We release fire. We bind you. We pull you down. We destroy your powers. We break your altar. 
we pull you down. We will be promoted. Yes, that evil priest, that woman. We override every sacrifice that was given against the promotion of this church. We override your sacrifice. I tie up your feet. We tie up your feet. We bind you up. We will walk in our promotion. We will walk in our elevation. We destroy your power. We destroy your altar. We pull you down. We bring you down. Let the God that answers by fire answer us tonight. The devil is a liar. For the Bible says, Who is he who has spoken and it has come to pass when God has not commanded it? We silence every mouth. Every mouth that is speaking against the promotion of this church. We silence you. We silence you. We silence you. Every serpent that has been swallowing the promotion, the elevation of this church, we command you to vomit. Every promotion, every blessing, every elevation. Begin to vomit it. Begin to vomit it. Begin to vomit it. God, I pray that you render your judgment upon that woman. Render your judgment, oh God. Every gallow that he had built for this church, my God, let the same gallows that she had built, let the same gallows take her up. Let the same gallows, oh God, let the gallows swallow her up, oh God. Every trap that she has set for this church, let her fall in her own traps. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will walk. Somebody begin to walk to your promotion. I walk into my promotion. I walk into my elevation. We walk into the promised land. We walk into the next level. We walk into our harvest. No power shall withstand us. No Haman, no strong man, no strong woman shall come against us. Shall come against this church. Shall come against our pastors. Shall come against our anointed. For we fight in the place of victory. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for victory, O oh God. We thank you for that which you have spoken, O oh God. You shall bring it to pass. For you are not a man that should lie. Nor a son of man that should repent. Somebody begin to celebrate the name of Jesus. Begin to thank him. Begin to appreciate him. For the promotion that is coming. As we welcome the woman of God, continue to thank him. Tell him, Daddy, I am grateful. I am grateful for fighting all my battles. I am grateful that every Haman, every spirit that tried to cheat me out of my promotion has been subdued in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody say, Amen.
Are they forcing you to clap? Oh, you're clapping willfully. Hallelujah. Clap those hands to Jesus. Hallelujah. Say nothing will stop my promotion. No serpent will stop my promotion. No altar will stop my promotion. No conspiracy will stop my promotion. No bewitchment will stop my promotion. In the mighty name of Jesus, say I'm unstoppable. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are unstoppable. Somebody declare seven times we are unstoppable. We are too hot for the serpent to oppose. We are too hot for the serpent to tie down. In the name of the Lord Jesus, say I am too hot for the serpent to challenge. In the name of Jesus, say I am too hot for the serpent to oppose. I am too hot for the serpent to bring down. Say I am I'm going forward. I enter into my divine fulfillment. Whether the serpent is ready or not, whether the strange woman is ready or not, we are walking into our promotion. We are taking over. Say, I'm rising to sit on my throne tonight. I arise in the power of the Holy Ghost to sit in the high places with Christ Jesus. No longer shall I sit beneath, but above only. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And somebody say, in Jesus' name, I have declared. Amen. Amen. Let's give a hand clap to Minister Shaiko for such a powerful ministration tonight. Tell your neighbor, stay in the gates. Don't go ahead of yourself. Many Christians go ahead of themselves and they miss it. They think because so and so has gone before them. They must use some evil wisdom, corrupted wisdom to get there. Praise the name of the living, living God. Tell your neighbor, stay in the gates. Only make a move when the Holy Ghost says move. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, take no move until the Holy Ghost initiates it. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody say amen. Once again, allow me to over welcome you to the overnight. I am excited to be in this place tonight. Tell your neighbor, I am excited to be in this place tonight. Tell three people, are you excited enough to embrace what God is about to do? Hallelujah. You know, when someone knows God is about to do something special for you, you can't wait. The anticipation is just on another level. Tell your neighbor, are you anticipating? For a new move of God tonight. It's surprising how the message God has been giving me is in so much sync with what Minister Shaiko has been ministering about. But please take your seats. We are going to talk about the power of sight. There are many Christians who are in the church and they don't see. They don't see. And it's the devil's job to make sure you never see. And it's the devil's joy to make sure you don't see. Praise the name of the Lord. As you open your Bibles to the book of Luke 24. To the book of Luke 24. Luke 24. Tell your neighbor, I must see. Luke 24, everybody. If you're there, say amen. I'm waiting. Luke 24, everybody. If you dare say amen. I want us to run to verse 13. 
Luke 24 from verse 13. The Bible says they wrote to Amos. They wrote to And the Bible says, Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to the village called. I don't hear you, church. Did you find a scripture? Can we read together? Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to the village called, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all the things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. Tell your neighbor, every embargo of my eyes must break, on my eyes must break tonight. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have, you have with one another as you walk and assert? Then one of them, one whose name was Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which have happened? There in these days. Verse 19, everybody. I want us to repeat verse 19. And he said to them with a loud voice, everybody. And he said to them, what things? So they say to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth. Who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word, and before God, all the people. Verse 20. But we are hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Verse 22, everybody. And a certain of them were with, went out to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, and him they did not see. Verse 25 says, Then he said to them, O foolish ones, tell your neighbor, O foolish ones, slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and enter into his glory. And the beginning and the beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. May God bless the reading of this word tonight. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, we call upon you to take complete control. Seize the atmosphere. Seize this place, Holy Spirit. Lord, let heaven come down. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the fellowship, the true fellowship of the Holy Spirit be experienced in this place tonight in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say, Amen. Now, what does it mean to see? When we say you see, what does the word see mean? To see is to perceive. To see is to know. Praise the name of the living God. But there are many Christians who are in the church they call themselves Christ-like, but there is a problem they do not see. In other words, when you do not see, you do not know where you are going. Even these Christians we just saw, they were going to Emmaus, but they did not even know or they did not even understand certain things. Why? Because their eyes were restrained. They were talking about Jesus and Jesus joined into the conversation. Praise the name of the living God. Sometimes when you don't see, you can gossip about somebody and they are right there in your own company. Because there is a problem with your sight. I've had a story about a woman who was talking about a man of God and she acted like she knew this man of God the whole nine yards only to find out that the very person she was telling these things about this man of God was the very man of God he was gossiping about. So it is very important that we see. Tell your neighbor, it's vital that we see in the spirit. It is dangerous not to see in the spirit. So these disciples were talking about Jesus. And Jesus was walking with them, participating in the conversation. But they could not see that Jesus was with them. But there is something. That I want to submit to everybody. Walking with Jesus is not enough for you to receive your sight. You can walk with Jesus and be blind. Just coming to church every Friday, every Sunday doesn't mean you see. Hallelujah. That is why you cannot even know that the person who is responsible for all the problems in your life sits next to you. Because your eyes are restrained. Tell your neighbor, may God remove the veil off of my eyes. It is a dangerous thing for a Christian not to see. And it's the devil's joy when a Christian does not see. To see could mean to discern and to see could mean to perceive. Or to behold. So some people cannot perceive, some people cannot see, some people cannot discern. That, is, that means there is a problem with your sight or your vision spiritually or even perhaps physically. Praise the name of the Lord. When people don't see, they are prone to error. They are prone to error. That is why some people don't see. That is why you bewitch the person who is paying school fees for your children. Because they do not see. But if only they could see, they would not do the things they do. Praise the name of the living God. That is why we are going to contend for our eyes tonight. Tell your neighbor, I am going to contend for my eyes. 
A person who does not have eyes does not have direction. A person who has no eyes has no capacity to lead. A person who has no eyes is prone to fall into snares. So these disciples, they could not see. You can talk about somebody and you cannot perceive they are there. Tell your neighbor, after this overnight, I need the miracle of my sight. I'm blind, but my ass tonight, I did not come to ask for money, but I come to ask for my sight. So many people make prayers when, when I see the presence of God is moving by. Some of you pray for wealth, but it's important that you pray for your sight. This man could have asked for wealth. What is wrong with a blind man being wealthy? When you are wealthy and you are blind, you make blind investments and you leave, lose the wealth. So above everything else, you need your sight. Tell your neighbor, I need my sight. I need to see. When people don't have their sight, they make the wrong decision. They choose the wrong person to marry. They choose the wrong acquaintances. Why? Because their vision has a problem. But I want to submit to everybody. It is powerful to see. And we must see. And we are made to see. That is why God put two holes in everybody's face. So that you can see where you are going. So that you can see what you are doing. So that you can see the future. Everything is dependent on sight. Abraham walked with Lot for so many years. Some of you are walking with your enemies. You are even praying with them. They are your prayer partners. And you're saying, why am, am I not inheriting the promise? Why? Because Lot is your prayer partner. You depend on Lot for direction. Remember, the name Lot also means blindness. So God told Abraham, come out of your father's high, uh, come out of your father's house and I shall take you to a land that I shall show you. But for many years, Abraham lingered in Paran. He lingered all over. He could not settle. He was saying, where is the promise? When am I going to possess the promise? But the thing was, he was, he was acquainted. He was associated. He was tied to the enemy of his destiny. Some of you, you're saying, when am I reaching? The journey is too long. God, what is taking place? Did the prophets lie? The prophets didn't lie. Did I hear wrong? You did not hear wrong. The thing is, the enemy of where you're going is in your bed with you sometimes at night. Or is under your tent. And as long as it is so, tell your neighbor, as long as it is so, you cannot possess the promise. Listen, it was on that night when Abraham and Lot separated. And God said, now Abraham, look as far as the eye can see. If you can see it, you will possess it. If you can see it, you will have it. As long as Abraham was with Lot, he could not see it. But listen, the Lord spoke to Abraham and said, as far as the eye can see. Ask your neighbor, can you see it? Some of you will prophesy to you, you're going to get married, but you don't see it. You just don't see it. You refuse to see it. Say, tonight I must see it. If you don't see it, force yourself to see it. So this man, Abraham, lingered in Paran. Wasted a lot of time. 
because his sight was affected by one of his relatives called Lot. Blindness is dangerous. I refuse to be blind. So this man waited. This man suffered. This man was frustrated. And he said, God, did you really call me out of my father's house to a land of promise? How come I'm not possessing the promise? Yet you called me out of my father's house. You separated me. Why am I not seeing the promise? It's because you are walking with a partner called blindness. You are acquainted to somebody called blindness. So tonight by prayer, I disassociate myself from every spirit of blindness, from every partner of blindness, from every covenant of blindness, from every anointing of blindness. In Jesus' name. We must see. So these, these disciples are walking with Jesus. Tell your neighbor they are walking. How dangerous. You are talking about me and I even join your camp and you cannot realize she is in here. And you continue. You know? Some of you, you need to keep in the gates of humility. Because at that point, if you're not humble, you say, yeah, what are you talking about? I'm Jesus. You're quick to, 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 to introduce yourself. Tell your neighbor, wait until God reintroduces you. Wait until the right time. So he walked with them. He didn't introduce himself. He listened to their foolish things. And he said, oh, you foolish ones. You're slow to pick up the words of the prophet. Listen to me, children of God. You ought not to be slack at picking up a prophetic word. He said to them, oh, you foolish ones. Slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Why are you slow to believe what the prophets are speaking? And you're very quick to believe what CNN is speaking. You're very quick to believe what Majimoto is saying. You're very quick to believe what the witch is saying. But you're very slow to believe what God is speaking through the prophets. Some of you, if it was a witch doctor who said you're going to get married, you would not even doubt it. But how come you doubt the words of the prophets? They were slow. They were slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Tell your neighbor, do you believe the prophets? The Bible says, if you do not believe the prophets, you shall not be established. If you do not believe the prophets, what happens? You will not prosper. You will not be established. Some of you, your Christianity is wavering. Every wind blows you. Because you don't believe. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor whose voice will you believe? I'll believe the voice of the Lord even through his prophets. Ask your neighbor whose report are you going to believe? If you don't believe the report of the prophets, it means you don't believe the report of the Lord. Because prophets are the mouthpiece of God. So we are talking about the power of sight. Abraham failed to possess 
the land, the promised land for a long time. Why? Because of lack of sight. Failing to see that this man that is walking around with me is the problem as to why the prophetic word over my head is not being fulfilled. I tell your neighbor, surveil your, 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 surveil your, your, your surroundings. Tell your neighbor, scan your surroundings. When I say scan your surrounding, I'm telling you to scan it spiritually, not physically. You know, if I say scan your surrounding, you may look at a sister, a brother, and you begin saying this one is a suspect. Everybody becomes a suspect. So use the eyes of the spirit to scan your surroundings. Tell your neighbor, use the eyes of the spirit. So they were walking with Jesus, but Jesus was not in them. Tell your neighbor they were walking with him, but he was not in them. Being with Jesus doesn't mean you are in Jesus. It is not enough just to be with him. You have to go to a level where he is in you and you are in him. You abide in him and he abides in you. That is when you will be able to see certain things. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. So these disciples, their hearts were burning. They were getting a sensation. But still, with no revelation. They felt the sensation. They felt the presence of God. But their eyes were still restrained. There was no revelation that this is the son of God that we are talking about. How many people are in the church? They sense the presence of God. But they don't have the revelation of God. So these disciples, something happened. Tell your neighbor, may something happen to me tonight. Mm. I need him to enter me. Tell your neighbor, I need him to enter me. And I need to enter into him. When I get lost in him, I will be able to see all things. It is when he is in you that his eyes of fire will begin to operate through you. Tell your neighbor, I got eyes of fire. When you look at the book of Revelations, how, how does the book of Revelation describe the eyes of Jesus? His eyes are like? Uh -uh. Find a scripture if you don't know it. Are there any Bible readers in this house? How does the book of Revelation describe the eyes of Jesus? A burning fire. Some, some versions set a torch. Torches of fire. His eyes were like a flame of fire. So when Jesus is in you, your eyes also become flames of fire. Tell your neighbor, my eyes are going to be transformed into flames of fire. When the lion of the tribe of Judah is in you, tell your neighbor, he's in me. I, even if my physical eyes are closed, I can still see. When the lion, I say it again, when the lion of the tribe of Judah is in you, even if your physical eyes are dim, you still see in the spirit. You know that prophet in the Bible called Ahijah? You remember? They told, them, they told him, disguise yourself and go to that prophet. Don't reveal yourself. And you know what? Because she had eyes of fire. She had eyes of fire. She could tell. She could do what? She could tell. 
who exactly it was that prophet Ahijah find that scripture in Chronicles. They were told, disguise yourself. Don't reveal yourself that you are the wife of so and so. By the time they showed up, the prophet had already seen. But the Bible says the eyes of the prophet were dim. The physical eyes may be dim, but it doesn't mean the spiritual eye is not sharp. Tell your neighbor, may God sharpen my spiritual eye. That even in my old age, I'll be able to perceive, I'll be able to discern, I'll be able to, be, to behold. Praise the name of the Lord. Ahijah. I want us to find that scripture. Disguise yourself and go. Disguise yourself. First Kings 14. And Jeroboam said to his wife, Please arise and disguise yourself, that they may not recognize you as the wife of Jeroboam. And go to Shiloh. Shiloh. Indeed, Ahijah the prophet is there, who told me that I will be king over the people. But you may ask yourself, why was Jeroboam telling his wife to disguise? You know, there are some people after they get some help from your ministry, they just leave you for nuts. They leave you for dead. They don't, they don't remember the encounter that gave them a miracle. So I want to believe that Jeroboam was one of them. Jeroboam had met a prophet who prophesied to him that he would be king over the people. But when he became king, he forgot about that prophet. Now he wants something from the prophet, but he's afraid to go back and say, I am Jeroboam. Why? Because when he got up there, he forgot how he got up there. Ask your neighbor, have you forgotten how you got up there? A situation will arise that will force you to remember. There are things that will force you to remember. The butler got up after the prophecy of Joseph and he forgot. But something happened that forced him to remember Joseph and say, today I remember my sins. Somebody is about to remember the sins they have committed against some prophets. And one of them is Jeroboam, as there are some Jeroboams in the house. Yeah, now there is something else that has risen and they need prophetic assistance. They need to go to that woman who prophesied. They need to go to that man who prophesied, who saw in the spirit before the manifestation. Now they feel they need him. But when they were on the throne and everything was all right, that prophet didn't matter anymore. So now, Jeroboam wants something from Ahijah. But he tells his wife, disguise yourself that they may not know you are my wife. So Ahijah, the prophet is there. Who told me that I would be king over these people? Can we continue? Also, take with you ten loaves, bribes now, man. Some cakes, a jar of honey, and go to him. He will tell you what will become of the child. Yeah, they come, you know, bringing their small seed. Pastor, you know, like you need their seed. I needed it then. Then, not now. I believe this prophet Ahijah, there was a time he needed this, this, this honey. 
and some cakes and loaves. But a time comes when people refuse to bless you, God himself steps in and says, I'll become the driving force of your blessing. Whether they give you or they don't give you, you have overflow. So listen, now Jeroboam was something is, you know, getting 10 loaves, a thousand dollars here and there. You know, take us some gift cards for Nordstrom and go to her again. And she will tell you what shall become of the child. Can we continue? And Jeroboam, Jeroboam's wife did so. She arose and went to Shiloh and came to the house of Ahijah. But Ahijah could not see. I want everybody to take, take that in, into memory right now. But Ahijah could not see for his eyes were glazed by reason of his age. Now the Lord said, now the Lord had said to Ahijah, here is the wife of Jeroboam coming to ask you something about her son. For he is sick thus, and thus you shall say to her, for it will be when she comes in that she will pretend to be another woman. Let me tell you something. When I'm talking about spiritual eyes, you may take out these eyes, but you've not taken out the eyes of my heart. Some time ago, I met a woman who had a, a very strange grace, supernatural grace, but it was strange. This woman can behold vision 24-7. When she puts down her head, she's catching up on things in the spirit. So she was telling me so many things, and I was like, no, 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 no. I, uh, I, don't, I, I don't operate the way you do. I was frank enough. You know, when you meet grace, you don't have. Admit even if you're a pastor or an apostle. Yeah. When you meet a grace you don't carry, celebrate it, salute it, and say, man, I would like to tap into that. Praise the name of the Lord. So I told this woman I would like to tap into this. I don't understand how you operate. Listen, the woman prayed for me, and I'm telling you, that day I realized my heart, my, I, I had eyes on my heart. So if you were just singing that song, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, do you know that your hearts have eyes? I started to see with the eyes of my heart. And I would see things, and I would see things, and I saw things that I cannot even tell you right here because they shocked me. And one of them, I did not know I had a destiny in Washington, D.C., but one day you'll see it come to pass. The eyes, I started seeing with the eyes of my heart. And I said, hey, so this is not just a song. Listen, it's not just a song. Your heart has eyes. So Ahijah's physical eyes were out, but the spiritual eyes were still sharp. Praise the name of the Lord. They could see in the spirit. The man could see. The, when, you, when you can see in the spirit, you hear. Hallelujah. One of the sights you, let me tell you, even if I am facing this way, I'm able to tell certain things about you tomorrow. By the grace of God. By the gift of God given to me by the grace of God. So I don't need to see you and I don't need to, to, to know you to prophesy to you. I don't need to. I don't need to. I've prophesied to people I've never seen. Who, whose life I did not know about. Why? Not because my physical eye can see them. But because of the eyes of the spirit. 
Your eyes, your heart has eyes, children of God, if you did not know. I've seen those eyes in operation. And I got to see things, and now they make sense before they never made sense. Let me tell you, if you're behind in the realm of the spirit, you're really behind. When I think about the things I saw in 2018, and they never made sense to me, but today they make sense. The spiritual realm is way ahead. Tell your neighbor, catch up. So I'm talking about the power to see. The power to see. The enemy plays with our sight. Why? Because a man who can see can go so very far. A man who can see is unmanipulatable. When you see, you are incorruptible. You become incorruptible. They cannot corrupt you. When we're having 21 days of prayer, listen to me, children of God. Those days when I would go home, try to sleep, I would be speaking in tongues. I could not speak, stop myself. So I would catch a lot of things in the realm of the spirit. And let me tell you something. The realm of the spirit does not lie. The natural realm can lie, but the realm of the spirit is real. What you see in the realm of the spirit is what you see. It is as you see it. So I learned that that realm is so real. And I don't care how many smiles and how many gifts you lavish me with. I will believe the realm of the spirit if it shows me you are an enemy, not a friend. Because I have learned over time that men can smile when they meet, they have a sword in their heart against you. So I believe that realm of the spirit definitely and completely. So where was I going? 21 days. Man, God brought those sharp eyes on. And I saw some preachers, they wanted my eyes. They admired my eyes. They were bargaining for my eyesight. They were prophets, they were apostles, but they knew this girl has something we don't have. Praise the name of the Lord. So the Lord show, showed me how they were bargaining for my eyes. How they would wish my eyes to be their children's eyes. And I said, wickedness in the high places go down in the name of Jesus. Some of you, God has given you gifts, but the people you've interacted with, they know how far you are going. They detected you already, and they have already started doing the exchanges. They have already started doing the purchase of your gift in the realm of the spirit. Some gifts are not gifts. Some gifts are there just to exchange what God has given you. Praise the name of the living God. Man, I beheld secrets in the realm of the spirit those days. Praise the Lord. And one night I went back. Ah, Christians. I'll tell your neighbor, I hope you are a true Christian. I saw strange things. Tell your neighbor that my eyes may see tonight. That my eyes may see tonight. Some of you, if you can only see, you will not fall into the snares and into the pits they have dug for you. Some of you tomorrow, tomorrow, just tomorrow. There's a snare waiting for you. But if you can only come out of this overnight seeing you, not fall into the snare. I hope you are true Christians. All of you sitting under the sound of my voice. I beheld strange things. I saw the so-called Christians, how they were undressing to give me what they have and take what is mine. 
And I said, no, it was a tug of war. They had taken me so far. They had taken me so far. But listen, I'm a firebrand. You can pull me up to shrine, but your agenda will not be fulfilled. I can, my spirit can even appear, but you will not get what we want because I am a firebrand 311. Are there some firebrands in this house? I am for God totally, internally, externally, inside. Every, every blood vessel in me has the name Jesus inscribed in it. Ask your neighbor, do you have Jesus on the inside? We are not talking about just outside. It is good to pray. When you pray, your eyes will be opened. One of the weapons that God uses to open the eyes of people is prayer. That's why the enemy will keep you in a place of prayerlessness. As long as you are prayerless, you are sightless. You are insensitive to the things of the spirit. That is why the devil doesn't want you to pray. And also will keep you from seeing. Because when you see, you pray against his plans. Tell your neighbor, I need my sight. I need the miracle of my sight tonight. Everything else can wait tonight. But my sight, that I may see. That I may see just like blind but Myers. Tonight I came to make a shout in his presence. Just like but Myers. I came to make a shout that I may see. That I may see. So many things have not been successful in my life. Not that they never showed up, but they never registered success. Because when you see, tell your neighbor, when you see, the plot becomes powerless. It becomes disenabled. The conspiracy becomes scattered. Yes, a hidden enemy is the one who can take you down, but a revealed enemy is a powerless enemy. That is why you need to see. Tell your neighbor, I need to see. Anybody needs to see tonight? I need to see. I need to see. Thank you for the love and the laughter. But I have to go. But I want to see behind us. What is behind all these seeds you sow? What is behind all this love you give me? What is behind all this laughter? What is behind? What do you want? Tell your neighbor, you have to get, you have to get those eyes that see. What is behind this gift? What is behind all this lavishing, this excitement? Hello? Tell your neighbor, go behind the scene and see. Is there a true fountain? Is there a true fountain of love? Or there is a lot of hypocrisy and fakeness hidden behind all those acts. Praise the name of the living God. You know, I was brought up and I don't know how to pretend. That's how I was brought up. One of my weaknesses, I don't know how to pretend. What you see is what you get. And I know so many people know it. I don't fake it. I was not told how to fake. They are trying to teach me right now, but I wasn't told how to fake. That is how I grew up. Because I've realized that over time, there are many fake Christians in the church today. Very fake. 
very fake. And my first encounter with such people was in the United States of America. Someone who was so sweet to me was the source of all my problems. When I launched in the place of prayer and I could not leave the gates of prayer, then God opened my eyes to see that this one here paying your bills is the reason you don't even have money in your bank account. That one who is paying your phone when they just disconnected, that one. But I could not discern it over time. And you know, when you kneel down, those are the first people you say blessing for God bless so and so. She fed me today. You don't know she's saying, I want to keep her under me. And I had to make a radical decision. Some of you need to make radical decisions. I made a radical decision that day. Paperless as I was, I was determined to depend on Jesus. That is why some of us, when we sing certain songs, the anointing comes down. You, you sing it every day, nothing happens. But some of us have been through that fire. And when I say through it all, through it all, I have learned to trust in Jesus. I have learned to trust in God. You know, so many people can sing that song and people feel no move of the spirit. But someone who has walked the journey and paid the price, when they open their mouth to sing such a song, there is such a heavy move of the spirit. It is a simple song, but I believe lives have been touched. Those few, few seconds I just sang. Why? Because some of us have walked in that fiery furnace. We have walked the talk. We don't just come here to preach, preach, preach. We have walked the talk. Ask your neighbor, are you ready to walk the talk? Every gospel is nice as long as you're just preaching it. But you need to leave it. You need to do what? To leave it. Leave what you preach. That's when we say that is authentic. I've seen people who criticize pastors and they criticize pastors. And tomorrow they even do worse things than the people they were criticizing. It was, a, it, it was an operation of talk flesh. You haven't even overcome in the spirit. And you're after somebody who is doing something for the kingdom. Praise the name of the living God. Tell your neighbor you have to walk the journey. You have to walk the talk. A time will come when you have to prove your faith. And you have to prove your love for Jesus. You know. Even when Mordecai didn't understand why, why a man like Haman had overtaken him, yet he, had the, he was the one who, who, who uncovered the conspiracy. Mordecai stayed in the gates. He did not complain. Even when you don't understand why you're so behind, yet you feel you should be way ahead. Tell your neighbor, keep your cool in his presence. Tell your neighbor, you keep cool in his presence. When you don't understand what is happening, trust his heart. God is too good to be unkind. God is too good to be unfaithful. Even when you don't understand what he's doing in your life, just trust his heart. Tell your neighbor, trust his heart. You think that was easy? You think it is easy? For you to do certain things and you see no reward, but you see the people who, and some of you know how to say she doesn't even deserve that man. 
What did she do to deserve that? I fast more than her. I pray more than her. I'm more beautiful than her. Praise the name of the Lord. Every Christian in this house, say amen. If you're a Christian, say amen. In the Bible studies, we are covering series called Jealousy. Miss at your own risk. Miss at your own risk. The things are the sins hiding in the church and nobody addresses them. They are hindering so many Christians. And let me tell you something. They happen. When we were talking about uh, forgiveness, we saw these two Christians who went to church. One a tax collector and one a what? A regular Christian. Some of you come here to, to tell us how righteous you are. You know, the Bible says that man went in the presence of God and said, Lord, I thank you. I am not like her. Yeah, me, I tithe. I pray. But I want to remind you all your righteousness is filthy rags in the eyes of the master. So I am talking about the things. Why? Because they are the underlying factors why we don't see what we are expecting. Things like jealousy. Things like strife. Competition. The spirit of God will never work where there is strife. That is why if you see that there is strife, move and dig another world. That was the secret of Isaac in the Bible. When the herdsmen of Gerah started to strive with his herdsmen, the Bible says then Isaac moved and dug. When you have the blessing of God, you have always the opportunity and the ability to move and begin again and it will work. It doesn't many, how, matter how many times you have to begin, but go and begin again. Because the blessing of God is upon you, it will work out. Never be afraid. Timidity is not humility. Never mistake timidity for humility. So I am talking about the ability to see. We are going back to focus right now tonight. Tell your neighbor that I may see. That I may. See, if God is going to use a man, the number one thing that God will tell that will do to that man is to open his eyes or someone's eyes. If your eyes are still closed, you're not yet there. Tell your neighbor, God, get me there. When God is going to commission a man, when God is going to send a man, the one of the first things he will do to that man is to open the eyes of that man, to open the eyes of that woman that they may see. When you look at your Bibles, Jeremiah 1.11, everybody. Before God could commission Jeremiah, Jeremiah was born anointed. He was born a prophet. But listen to me. Before God would release him, he first had to make sure, is your eyesight in sync with my eyesight? Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? I see a branch of an almond tree. Continue. Verse 12. Then the Lord said to me, you have 
sin well, for I am ready to perform my work. Listen, it is until you see well that God will be ready to perform his word in your life. Jeremiah was a cold prophet, but it was until, tell your neighbor, God is waiting for you to see it in order to move and do it. So Jeremiah never saw himself a prophet. Jeremiah never saw himself as a jailhouse wrecker. Jeremiah never saw himself as a powerful man. But let me tell you something. It was until, tell your neighbor, it was until he started to see. Some of you, God is waiting for you to see it in order for the prophecy to come to pass. Some of you are intimidated. Me? Me, me, me? Listen, I received a prophecy recently, and this prophecy blew my mind. This prophecy did what? Blew my mind. I said, ah, me? Are they talking to Rita Bella or somebody else? This thing was too big for me. Hello? It was too big for me. I was confused. Hello? I was confused. For days I was numb. I didn't even tell it to my husband. Because it was overwhelmingly big. Me, a girl from a certain village in Uganda. God is taking me there. Uh-uh. I first looked in my ancestry and said, I think I'm the first preacher in this clan. Then I looked at my accent. Then I looked at this nation. And I started looking at myself how, looking at myself as that grasshopper. That, you know, the Israelites saw when they visited the promised land. That they are telling you you're going to possess it. And when you see yourself as a grasshopper, praise the name of the living God. So I was feeling like I was a grasshopper. And yet I, I have this big promise. Uh-uh. It kept on perturbing me. It kept on bothering me for days. I could not fit that word into my brain. Hello? I could not fit that big word into my small brain. Or fit it into my small spirit. So I have uh, someone connected to me who has a strong prophetic call. One morning I happened to call them and said, Pastor, he was just dreaming about you. I said, what was the dream? He told me that this is the dream. And the dream was exactly what the prophecy said a few days ago. I was like, eh, eh, this is serious. I wanted to run. If I could run, I would run. But I couldn't run. So I kept quiet. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 62, children of God, that once God has spoken, twice have we heard, and power belongs to him. Psalm 62, 11. Praise the Lord. So what I did, I was starting to, my brain was starting to spin. God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. So I heard it a second time. The first time, God used a mouthpiece to say it to me. The second time, God used a vision. Someone in Africa who I did not discuss with, who did not hear this prophecy. 
So the third one was someone in this house. Came and told him this thing. Like, God, this is serious. This is serious. Let me tell you, something can happen to you. Jeremiah was highly, highly called of God. But it was, it was until his sight aligned with what God is saying. May your sight align with what God is saying about you. So some of you, you're delaying yourselves. Why? Because you cannot see yourself as God sees you. I pray for somebody tonight uh, that from tonight you will begin to see yourself the way God sees you. Amen. God saw the Israelites as giants uh, stronger than those mighty giants in the promised land. But the Israelites could not see it. And because they could not see themselves the way God saw them. They were disqualified. I pray that I will not be disqualified. I pray that I will begin to see myself the way God sees me. Don't see yourself the way people see you. The people's perception of you is not God's perception of you. So you need to look at yourself as this woman trusted to mother the nations. You need to look at yourself as the jailhouse worker. You need to look at yourself as the champion of your generation through Jesus Christ. Stop demeaning yourself. And you know why you look at yourself the way you look at yourself? It's because of people's impressions about you and people's submissions about you. Praise the Lord. It did not matter when they called Jesus a son of a carpenter. Some of the things they call you is to demean you so you don't believe who God has called you to be. This is Jesus, the son of Joseph and Mary, who told you it's the Messiah. They were trying to demean him that he's not the Messiah. He is not the son of God, but he did not pay attention to it. Why are you paying attention to what man has to say about you? Pay attention to what God says about you. That is what is going to make a difference in your life. Leave those people with their perceptions, their human perceptions. But I want this divine perception. What? That is why Jesus asked, asked Peter, but who do you say I am? It's your revelation, your personal revelation of him that matters, not the general revelation. That is said, some say you are a prophet, some say you are a teacher, but you, Nick, what do you say Jesus is? It is your personal revelation of him, and it is his personal revelation of you that will help you to get there. So I was mesmerized. I said I need to fix my eyes. Tell your neighbor Jesus. Tell your neighbor may Jesus fix your sight. When I say you're a multimillionaire, it's until you see it. When I say your name shall be written in the New York Times, Shakira, it's until you see it. So it may not come to pass until you see it. The problem is not the one prophesying. The problem is you cannot see it. You cannot see yourself in New York Times. But I see it. Prophetically, I see it. So it's until you begin to see it as well. Listen, let's go back to Jeremiah. So you may understand. 
So before God could release Jeremiah to confront, to go to uproot and to plant and do all the things that he had created him to do, he first, he first, he first of all tested his sight. Is his sight now aligned? Remember, Jeremiah had told the Lord, I am too young to speak. Go back to Jeremiah 1 5. Listen, go backtrack to Jeremiah 1 5. Thank you, whoever is in the media department, you're doing a great job. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, our Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for Behold, I, am I cannot speak. I am a youth. a youth. This is what Jeremiah is saying. God is saying, I have called you. Oh, no. I got an accent. I am black. Who is going to listen to a black woman? I'm a minority. I did not go far in education. These are all the excuses we give God. So Jeremiah gave God all this. Behold, I cannot speak after such a powerful word that you are ordained from your mother's womb to be a prophet to the nations. And you counteract it by, I cannot speak. The word prophet means mouthpiece of God. Imagine God made you a mouthpiece, but you doubt yourself as a mouthpiece. You say, I cannot speak. The mouthpiece is saying to God, I cannot speak. In other words, God, this is an error. This is a mistake. Ah, God, behold, I cannot speak for I am. Some of you are telling us you're too young for the call of God. You're neither too young nor too old. Just surrender yourself to the master and he will use you. Let's continue a bit. Verse 7, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not say you will. Do not say you are a youth, because you will go. Tell your neighbor you will go into your assignment, and you will do whatever God commands you to do. You shall speak whatsoever God commands you to speak. Verse eight, everybody. Verse eight. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you. Even the Lord knows that the, the faces of the people are scary. That is why he's warning Jeremiah, do not be afraid of those stone-faced people. Sometimes when I'm preaching, there are some people who just want to kill your mood, the way they look at you. But I know who sent me. I know who handed the microphone down to me. I don't doubt my God. Let me tell you something. I know who entrusted me with this pulpit. It doesn't matter how you roll your eyes at me. I am going to roll the Bible at you. Do not be afraid of their faces. You know, sometimes you tell people, lift up your hands on them. I have a PhD. How can I lift up my hands? I have a master's, I have a bachelor's. Stone faces. Their faces can discourage you. Have you ever hold this microphone and someone is just telling you with their face, please put it down? They don't say it with their mouth, but they say it with their face. 
But even God knew before he commissioned me that he said, do not be afraid of their faces. Thank God for those faces, the stone faces, the eyes that roll when I'm preaching, the eyes that question when I prophesy. But I want to declare to you, I am not afraid. The one who sent me told me not to be afraid of your faces. That is why I can look you eyeball and eyeball and I'll give it to you the way God gives it to me. Do not be afraid of their faces. He is with me to deliver me. The one who sent me knew that you'd roll your eyes. And he equipped me ahead of time to deal with those eyes. Yeah, that roll you down and you know they criticize you. You know, they measure you. They slice you. I am not afraid. I'll continue to preach. You roll them, you roll them last Friday. I'm here this Friday as well. And I'm coming back on Sunday. And unfortunately, even the next Friday, I'll be here. And the next Sunday, I'll be here. And I'll stay on course. And you keep rolling. Till they roll out. So I refuse to put myself in such bad places. If I was, if I was a church folk, I would not put myself in such bad spots. Praise the Lord. If you believe, say amen. Everybody say amen. You, some, some of you poured cold water on you. I'm sorry. It's, it's time to bring back authenticity in the church. Let's bring back truth. Hallelujah. So let's continue. The power of sight. Come on. Let's go. Now, and then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. After the Lord, the Lord had taken him through a certain process, he tests his sight. He tests his what? Sight. Hmm. I have put my mouth in this vessel. But does this vessel see the way I see? Because we have men of God and women of God. They are blessing whom God has cast. And they are cursing whom God has blessed. It's because there is a problem with their sight. That is why God had to test the sight of Jeremiah. To see, is this sight in sync with me? Now listen, and what do you see? I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Can you continue? Verse 13, and the Lord said to me, you, you have, have seen, seen well. well. I want the whole church to read the scripture. Now everybody wake up from your sleep and read it out loud. Then the Lord said to me, As long as you can see well, God is ready to move. As long as you can see well, God is ready to touch you. As long as you can see well, God is ready to expand you. God is ready to increase you. And God is ready to promote you. As long as you can see well. When your sight is in alignment, then you're ready for performance. If your sight can be in alignment, you are ready for performance 
ask your neighbor, are you ready for performance? Let me show you that some of you are not ready for performance. When your eyes are not in sync with Jesus, Jesus can show you who is fighting you. But because your eyes are not in sync, you're like, no, are you not these dreams? These dreams. Counterfeit. You're calling it a counterfeit. You call the Holy Spirit a counterfeit. He's trying to show you who is fighting you. But you know what? Just because they buy you gas, you think they wish you well. And now the Holy Spirit is trying to open your eyes and you're fighting the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, and my spirit shall not strive with man. When you strive with the Holy Spirit, he leaves you until you are ready. He will come back when you are ready. When they, 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 they ban you. And you say, oh, that dream was not wrong. I wish I had paid attention. God tried to warn you, but you acted holier than thou. You acted wiser than the wisest. You acted smarter than the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost says, My, I will not strive with any man. I know more, I know better. They leave you on the same level. Praise the Lord. So God wants our eyes to see. When you go to Zachariah chapter 4, everybody, as I conclude tonight, Zachariah chapter 4, do you know why there was no proper kingship in Israel? It was because of a mistake of one man called Judah. A mistake of one man called Judah. The Bible says that the daughter-in-law disguised herself and put a veil. And did what? Put a veil. Was it, was it in Genesis where Judah put a veil? Who had the veil? Was it Judah or the harlot? So because of the veil, Judah could not see well. There are some veils that must come down in order for you to see well. And Judah, because he could not see well because of this veil that had affected his side, he ended up sleeping with the daughter-in-law. He was supposed to be producing kings to sit on the throne of Israel. And that's how we have a Benjamite on the throne by the name who? Saul. But the Bible says the scepter shall not depart from from Judah, meaning the kings shall always come from the lineage of Judah. But at that time, because of what? Listen, when, when Judah slept with the harlot, the harlot took the things from Judah. You go read that scripture. He said, what shall you give me? He gave him the stuff. He handed over you know, so when Judah saw her, he thought she was a hallowed because she had covered her face. She had a veil. Some of you, you cannot see because there is a veil. Some of the people you're dealing with, you don't know the real them. They have a veil covering them. 
Judah could not tell that this is my daughter-in-law. So that's why you're making the mistakes you're making. But after tonight, your sight has to be restored. Zechariah chapter 4 as I conclude. I told you when God is going to commission a man, he will test your sight. Because he doesn't want you to pour oil on the wrong people. He doesn't want you to execute the wrong assignment. Zechariah chapter 4, everybody. From verse 1, Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 1. Now the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me as a man who is wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? So he I said to me, what do you, do you see? see? So I said, I'm looking and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Verse 3, two olive trees are by it, one at the right of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Verse 5, then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I say, No, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Now by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 7, who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Verse 10, For who has despised the day of small beginnings? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. Verse 11, Then I answered and said to him, What are these two olive trees at the right of the lampstand and its and at its left. And father answered and said to him, What are these two olive branches that drip into the receptacles of two gold pipes from which the gold oil drains? Then he answered me and said, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. Verse 14. So he said, These are the two anointed ones who stand beside the Lord of the whole earth. Verse 5, uh, chapter 5. Then I turned and raised my eyes and saw the, there a flying scroll. And he said to me, what do you see? So I answered. You can pause I, right there. Mm -hmm. So we see that this man is receiving revelation. I told you sight doesn't just mean you to behold. It means revelation. There are some people who are preaching but with no revelation. So we see this man receiving revelation. He could see, but he, let me tell you, the sight we are talking about here is the revelation. We have many cow churches today because people misinterpret some of the things that God shows them. I remember someone was about to go and start selling certain things. All the things that holy rice. These are misinterpreted revelations. Praise the Lord. 
So you have to have revelation. To see is to have a revelation. We see that God was giving his servant revelation. He was showing him revelations, divine revelations. Praise the name of the living God. And when you have the right revelation, you will stay on course. You will stay on course. Have you seen people, they preach well, but the revelations are wrong. And they speak loud, but the revelation is wrong. I wish I quoted something. But let me leave it. Praise the name of the living God. Because I don't want us to deviate. Hallelujah. I don't, I don't want us to do what? To deviate. We came to make a shout tonight. For what? For our sight. Blind but Myers, when he saw Jesus, he prayed even louder. I want somebody to pray louder. Not for a million dollars. I want someone to pray louder. Not for a husband or wife. But that you may see. There's a lot of power in seeing. Your blessing is in seeing. Your breakthrough is in seeing. Some of you are crying. Lord, I don't have this. I don't have that. Some of the things you're crying about, they are right next to you. But you cannot see them. Open your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 19. The Bible says that Hagar had even run away from this boy called who? Ishmael. That he may not see the death of the son. Revelations 21 19 everybody. Revela oh, so, I'm sorry. Genesis 21 verse 19. Genesis chapter 21 verse 19. I apologize. Genesis chapter 21. And can you backtrack to verse 17? 21, 17. Genesis 21, verse 17. And God heard the voice of the Lord. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the Lord. Where is he? Where he is? Verse 18. Arise, lift up the Lord, and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. Listen to me. This woman was crying. This woman was calling. This woman was praying. But let me tell you something. What she was praying for was right next to her. So some of you, the things you are praying for, they are seated next to you. The answer is next to you. But you cannot see it. Why? Because your eyes are closed. Somebody cry tonight and say, God, open my eyes. The wealth you're praying for is right next to you. And some of you, God is saying, what are you crying about? Can you not see? So the whole time, Hagar was crying. The boy was crying. You understand? They lifted up their voices and they wept. What they were crying for was right next to them. But it was until... God opened their eyes that they could see it. Some of you, the solution to your problem is right next to you. Some of you, it's right here in your Bible. Praise the name of the Lord. The telephone number you need to break out is right here in your Bible, but you cannot see it until God opens your eyes. Some of the things you're crying about, 
You just need God to open your eyes. And you'll see them. They're not even far. They're not in another country. They're right seated right there next to you. But the eyes. Now there's a, there there something you have to do. There's a, a condition. There's a condition you have to fulfill in order to have your eyes opened. You need to cry out. This is another time we see someone crying out and then God opened their eyes. But Myers cried out and God opened his eyes. Tonight, if you can only make a decision to cry out and forget about your neighbor. You can't imagine how you can sit next to your husband and you don't know that's your husband. It's until God opens your eyes. What you are praying for, you are sitting with it. Every Sunday, you shake hands with it. You take trash out together. Everybody say, God, open my eyes. That, my, that I may receive my sight or go tonight. This woman, she had even prepared for death. Not knowing what could save her life is just right there. It is dangerous not to see. It is a dangerous thing not to see. Samson had so much power, but that day they took his eyes. Even the power left him. The day he lost his eyes, he lost power. When you lose your eyes, you lose power. You lose dominion. You lose authority. That is why tonight, children of God, you need eyes. The Lord, tell your neighbor, I need eyes tonight. And there is something that we can do to get those eyes. Cry out. And the other thing is to let Christ come into us. And sit in us. A man who has Christ in him cannot be deceived. Man... I have sat under wrong anointings, but they could not corrupt me because the lion of Judah is in me, not around me, not just with me, but he is in me. And how do we get him in you? Let's go to verse 28. Then they drew... Luke 24, 28, as we conclude tonight. And I hope the usher I talked to is ready. Then they drew near the village where they were going, and he indicated that he, was, he would have gone further. But they restrained him, saying, Abide with us. They are enjoying his presence. For it is toward evening, and the day is first spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened. If you can partake the body of Christ and drink of his blood, your eyes will be opened. Some of you, there are things you have not been able to see. 
There are bad things around you that you are not able to see. And there are also good things around you that you are not able to see. But if you can only take of his body tonight and drink of his blood and be realigned in his covenant with him. Listen to me, children of God. Your eyes will be open. Tell your neighbor, your eyes must be open tonight. you will see exactly who is responsible for the problems in your life. So you can see who is carrying your keys. Some of you are fighting the people who have your keys. How are you going to break through and to break out when you're fighting the key to your destiny? You're just blocking yourself. You're talking down the person who God gave your key. You no, know, let me tell you something. You don't choose who God gives your key. It is only him who chooses. You may not want to submit to me, but if he gave me your key, you can go to all the churches. You'll be back. Yes, you can go and go sow all the seeds in every ministry you want, but as long as he gave me the key, you'll be back after sowing those seeds. You'll be back. Some of you are running your, your mouth. And the devil is so bad. The devil is so bad the devil. When he knows that someone has your key, he will do everything to antagonize your relationship with that person. When they know that it is Moses who is going to take Israel out of Egypt. Some Israelites were already fighting Moses. Who told you to be brethren over us? Be careful who you're fighting and be careful who you're speaking about against. Sometimes the devil will cause you to attack your solution. He knows this is your solution. And if you can get close to her, she has the solution. So in order for the devil to keep you from getting the solution, he'll, he'll antagonize your relationship with the solution. The woman of solution. Your answer. Your solution. Your key. Somebody say, I am a solution. Fight me carefully. I am a solution. I came as an answer. I did not come as a problem. I came as an answer. To some of your problems. It's amazing how men fight women. And women fight men. You know why? A woman was made to support a man. That was the number one thing in Genesis chapter 2. The number one reason why a woman was made is to be a helpmate to a man. A helpmate. Every time you argue, you're arguing with your helpmate. They're giving you the right advice. You say, no, me, I know better. I know more. But listen, I am called a helpmate. I carry a solution. I am an addition and not a subtraction to your life. So every time you waste time to argue, to say, I know more, I know better. Listen, you're turning away solution. One day, Pastor David will testify to you. I don't know about that woman around you, but me, I am a solution. I am an addition 
when you join me, even if you're just my friend, you begin to multiply and some additions also come happen in your life. Mm. I don't divide and I don't subtract. Those don't work in my camp. Nobody ever walked with me and they didn't experience multiplication and division in some areas of their lives. If you are so, put up your hand. That ever since you joined my camp, only, only division and subtraction. No, and I'm not saying it to brag. I am a, a solution. I am a solution. When you join your hand to my hand, even when they say you will not go through there, you will go through. I am a solution. Hey, where did my Asha go? Hello? Where is she? We want to thank those live, uh, those people watching us live. Now the session is going to become in-house. Hallelujah. The session is going to become in-house. Hallelujah. So, you can turn off the cameras. And may God bless every viewer. In the mighty name of Jesus, and may your eyes be opened. In the mighty name of Jesus. So when you do not have open eyes, you will never see the enemy. The real enemy. And you keep on struggling, fighting, failing. The pattern will continue, but not after tonight. Amen. Tell your neighbor, tonight I came to make a loud outcry unto God. That we may see. That you may see who is fighting you. That you may see who is supporting you. That you may not fight the people who are supporting you and also begin to bless the people who are fighting you. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says, and when he broke the bread and he blessed it, something happened to these disciples. There are some disciples in the house that need sight tonight. Amen. We are going to break bread and our eyes are going to be opened. In the mighty name of Jesus, let's receive the communion. Let's receive the communion. Let's pray for it first before you give it out. It has to transform into the body of Christ. You understand? It has to transform into the body. Otherwise, if it's not transformed, we are just eating bread and uh, juice. Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you for what you did on the cross of Calvary for us. For the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was broken for our healing and the blood of Jesus that was shed for the remission of our sins. Lord, let every particle of this turn into the blood of Jesus and every particle of this turn into the body of Christ that was broken for our healing. For you took the bread and you blessed it. You broke it and you gave it to them. And when they took it, their eyes were open. Lord, as your people partake of your body tonight, my God, I pray that you will bless them with their sight. That you will give them the miracle to see the way you see. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that you will open every closed eye. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And if our covenant with you, Jehovah God, has been tampered with. As we partake of the body of Christ and drink of the blood of Jesus. Let our covenant with you, Yahweh, the God of Israel, the God of angel armies, the God of heaven and earth, let our covenant with you be strengthened in the mighty name of Jesus. 
I pray, oh God, that the benefits of the cross of Calvary shall come in us. That no longer shall we be blind, but we shall see. In the mighty name of Jesus, let every veil be torn away. In the name of Jesus, that we will be see the way you see Jehovah God. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you enter into them and open their eyes and operate through them that they will be able to see. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody say amen. So we are going to break bread tonight. The Bible says, and when they broke bread, be careful, on the, on the top there is a thin layer, very thin. Just try to open it, and there's, that is the bread. Hallelujah. And then after you whoop it, all of it, that is, that is the blood of Jesus. Let every particle of this turn into the very blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary. And let this turn into the very body of Christ that was broken for our healing. Even as we partake of it, O oh Lord, let the benefits of the cross of Calvary be manifest in us. Everybody rise to your feet. We have to do this unisomely. Take out the bread if you took out the bread. It's a very thin... Hallelujah. Put up the bread. The Bible says he took the bread and he blessed it. Father God, we take this bread, we bless it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we partake of it in the mighty name of Jesus. And he also blessed the cup and said, this is the blood of my new covenant. Do this in memory of me. Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we do this in the memory of what you did on the cross of Calvary. Now drink the blood of Jesus. Lord, your people have partaken of your body and they have taken of your blood this night. Lord my God, in the mighty name of Jesus, now that you are in them and they in you, I pray that their eyes be open tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, wherever the enemy has blindfolded them, Lord, I pray that they, their eyes be opened. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, let the power of the living God begin to be activated in them. The Lord my God, their sight that was captured, that was hijacked, that was polluted, that was contaminated, that was defiled. Let their sight receive deliverance tonight in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. By the power in the body of Christ and by the power that is in the blood of Jesus that you have just taken. I pray for you tonight in the name of Jesus Christ that your sight be opened. Your sight that was closed, that was shut, that 
that was buried, let your sight be opened in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let every sin, let every mistake, let every error, my God, let it be wiped away by the power in the blood of Jesus. My God, every covenant upon their lives and in their lives, in their bloodline, in their foundation that is keeping their sight shut, let that covenant be annihilated by the covenant of the blood of Jesus. This morning by prayer, we activate the life of God in your eyes. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we release the life of Christ Jesus into your eyes. Let your eyes turn into fiery torches. Let your eyes turn into flames of fire. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray that you transform their eyes. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray for a supernatural transformation of all the eyes under the sound of my voice. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the eyes that could not see, let the eyes that were buried, let the eyes that were covered be uncovered by the power of the Holy Spirit. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a widespread revelation of the word of God to come in your life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I am lifting up prayer for everybody. Everybody begin to pray for your eyesight. By the communion we have taken, let our spiritual eyesight be purged. Let our eyesight be purged. My God of mercy. And purge our eyesight, open our eyes, that we may see your glory, that we may see your power, that we may see in realms that are unseen and unheard of. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I position you your way, that you touch every eye, that you touch every eye, that the enemy has shut, that the enemy has closed. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, oh God, that your power shall run through the eyes, that Lord my God, you remove every scale. In some of you are still bound because you cannot see what has bound you. You cannot see what is tying you, yet it's obvious. But tonight I pray that every veil upon every eye will be lifted by the fire of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Let every veil on the eyes be lifted. Let the veil fall off in the mighty name of Jesus. I command the veil to fall off. Everybody pray for the veil. That the enemy has placed upon your eyes. My God, tear down the veil. Tear down the veil that has hindered us to see in the realms of the spirit. My God, deliver us from blindness. For the God of this world has blinded some of us. But tonight, as we have taken of the body of Christ, let every form of blindness be destroyed by the power in the blood of Jesus. For the Bible says that for the God of this world has blinded them. My God, deliver me. Deliver me from every blindness of the God of this world. In the mighty name of Jesus, take away blindness from us that we may see the way you see, that we may perceive the way you perceive, that we may discern the way you discern, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody lift up prayer. Begin to pray for your eyes. My God, like blind but Myers cried out, I am crying out for my eyes. I am making a cry unto you, Jehovah God, just for our eyes. 
Christ, my God, have mercy. That have mercy upon us, son of David, Jesus. Have mercy upon us, son of David. Have mercy upon us, son of David. Have mercy upon us, son of David. And open our eyes. Have mercy upon us, son of David. And open the eyes of this ministry. Open the eyes of this church. Open the eyes of the ministers. Open the eyes of the members. That they may see the way you see, oh God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Tonight, oh God, we pray that you deliver us from blindness. In the name of Jesus, deliver us from blindness. Take away every veil. Take away every blindness. Let the covenant of blindness upon our eyes be broken by the fire of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus, break the spell of blindness upon our eyes. In the name of Jesus, break the power of blindness off of our eyes. In the name of Jesus, where the God of this world has blinded us, my God, release deliverance by fire right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, make my eyes like the eyes of fire, my God. Turn my eyes, oh God, into the eyes of fire. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I don't hear you, church. Begin to pray for your eyes. Some of you, you need to see where God is taking you. The reason you're making so many errors, moving from place to place, is because you cannot see where God is taking you. But I pray for the divine and the supernatural opening of your eyes. In the mighty name of Jesus, my God, anoint our eyes with eyes salve, that we may, you shall be able to see your God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, open my eyes that I may see. Open my eyes. Open the eyes of my children. Open the eyes. Open our eyes, oh God, that we may see in the deep dark, that we may see in the underworld, that we may see in the camp of the enemy. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, my God, open our eyes. Holy Spirit, open our eyes. Spirit of the living God, open our eyes. The enemy had blindfolded us for a long time, but tonight by prayer, let our eyes be opened. Let our eyes be opened. Let the eyes of our understanding be opened. Let the eyes of our hearts be opened. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the eyes of our understanding be opened. Let the eyes of our hearts be opened. Let our spiritual and physical eyes be opened. In the mighty name of Jesus, Mandege de Shete Mandagada Shata, Brondo Godo Shete Brondo Goda Shata, Randu Gada Shata, Randa Gada Shata. If Hagar had not seen, she would have died with her son. Some of you, you need to see. If you don't see, death is waiting at the door. But Lord, my God, we intercept death by praying for our eyesight to open. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lebro Goda Shete, Lebrigada Shata. Everybody cry out for your eyes. Deliver my eyes from the pizza. Deliver my eyes from the snare of the fowler. In the name of Jesus. Deliver our eyes, oh God, from contamination and pollution. My God, realign our spiritual vision. Realign our eyes with your eyes. In the mighty name of Jesus. Realign our eyes, oh God. Give me eyes of fire. The eyes of Jesus that can see see in the dark, that can see in the front, in the back, and in every area, at every angle. Give me eyes of fire, Lord Jesus. Give me your eyes of fire. Give me eyes of fire, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I petition you, oh God. Give me eyes of fire. Give me eyes of fire. If my eyes were buried, my God, I ask you to exhume them. In the name of Jesus, if my eyes were stolen, my God, reinstate them. In the name of Jesus, but your 
your power, oh God. Restore my eyes. Restore our eyes. Their eyes that used to see, but right now they can't see. By divine authority tonight, let those eyes be restored. By the fire of the Holy Ghost. My God, we cry out. Give us eyes of fire. The eyes that were stolen. The eyes that were swallowed by the serpent. Let them be vomited out tonight. By the power in the name of Jesus. Every eye that was swallowed. By water spirits. By spirits of dead relatives. By the graveyards. We command our eyes to come out of captivity. We command our eyes to come out of the cage. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We call our eyes out of the camp of the enemy. We call our eyes out of demonic pots and calabashes. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Magolo mazondo. Rogolo bazondo. Rogolo bazinde. Rigoli bozondo. Rigoli bozinde. Shedeli bozinde. Mantoli bozinde. Bregele bozinde. Jesus. Son of David. Have mercy upon us. Jesus. Have mercy upon us. Jesus. Son of David. Have mercy upon me. Restore my sight. Restore my sight. Somebody pray for your sight. Masagada satire. They are prophets that are being restored. You will see again in the realm of glory. Inele gozondo. Brono lubazondo. Shemono bozondo. Brimana bazonda. Kabono gozondo. Ribono gozondo. Open the eyes of the blind, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I petition you, oh God, to open the eyes of the blind. Open our blind eyes. Open our eyes that we may see those who are for us and those who are against us. Open my eyes, oh God. I pray that you open our eyes that we may see who is for us and who is not for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I call upon you, Yahweh. I call upon you, Jehovah. I call upon you, Jesus, the King of all glory. I'm calling upon you, Jesus, the Son of David. Open our eyes. Open our eyes that we may see our enemies and also see our friends that you will show us who is for us and who is not for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, my God, open my eyes to perceive, to conceive. In the name of Jesus, I ask you, oh God, to open my eyes that they may see the way you see Jehovah God. In the mighty name of Jesus, open our eyes, open our eyes to see the way you see Jehovah. Open our eyes, oh God. I'm asking you, King of glory, open my eyes, open my eyes, open my eyes. In the name of Jesus, open my eyes, open my eyes. In the name of Jesus, if my eyes were taken to a diabolical altar, to an evil altar, tonight by prayer, I withdraw my eyes from evil altars in the underworld, in the graves, in the water and under the water. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I withdraw my eyes, I withdraw my eyes from demonic calabashes. In the name of Jesus, I withdraw my eyes from demonic pots and evil altars where they were taken, where they were tied. In the name of Jesus, let my eyes that were tied, that were restrained, let them be released by the blood of Jesus and the Holy Ghost fire. Say, Lord, if my eyes have been restrained, release them to see, release them to see. In the name of Jesus, every embargo on our eyes, let it be broken, let it be shattered, let it be destroyed by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Every scale on my eyes, 
every scale on my eyes, hindering me to see, hindering me to perceive, hindering me to discern. I command the scale to be consumed by fire in the name of Jesus. Be consumed by fire. In Open our eyes to see where to go and where not to go. Open our eyes to see where we what we should do. Oh Magadashete Romragadashata Lemrigedeshete Lebregedeshete. We shall not fall into the snares the enemy has prepared for us. My God, open our eyes to see my God. Open our eyes to see. Open the eyes of my children to see, oh God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Open our eyes to see prophetically. Open the eyes of our understanding. Open the eyes of our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus, let every closed eye under the sound of my voice break open. In the name of Jesus, break open. In the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice that God will open your eyes, that you will see what is fighting you, that you will see what is opposing you, that you will see who is bewitching you, that you will see who is responsible for the mischief in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for you all in the name of Jesus, that God will open your eyes to see. God will open your eyes to see your enemies. God will open your eyes to see who is fighting you. God will open your eyes to see who is bewitching you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my God, if our eyes were demonically restrained, my God, deliver them by fire now. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every eye that has been demonically restrained. Let those eyes be delivered by the power in the blood of Jesus, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Every yoke sitting on your eyes, I command the yoke to break. We command the yoke of blindness on our eyes to break. Every yoke of blindness break by the anointing of the Holy Spirit break. Every covenant of blindness on our eyes break. In the name of Jesus break. Every serpentine spirit on our eyes break. In the name of Jesus, we destroy every serpent that has surrounded our eyeballs that we are not able to see the a clear speech of vision. In the name of Jesus, every serpentine covenant on our eyes we command it to be broken now. Every covenant of the serpent the serpent is a deceiving spirit. You see the wrong things but tonight by prayer we break the covenant of the serpent off of our eyes by the covenant of the blood of Jesus. We command the covenant of the serpent on our eyes to be broken by the spirit of blood of Jesus. We shall see correct visions. We shall not see deceiving visions. We shall not see deceiving dreams. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Pray. Magada boshete, brogodo boshete, ligadue shete, magadue shete. We shall not behold deceiving visions and the vain visions. We refuse to behold vain visions and vain dreams. Ainala moshata, magada mashata. You are the one who dreams things and they never come to pass. Break every curse of vain visions and vain dreams. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we break that curse. We break the spell of blindness on our eyes. We break every deceiving spirit off of our eyes. Every spirit of divination. Every deceiving spirit operating in our eyesight. In our vision. Let every deceiving spirit and every lying spirit be arrested and destroyed. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We open fire upon every deceiving spirit. And upon every lying spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every covenant of the serpent on my eyes. I command it to be broken by the blood of Jesus 
Jesus, let it be shattered. Let it be destroyed by the Holy Ghost fire. Every serpent blinding me. Every veil blinding me. Every scale blinding me. Be consumed by fire. The Holy Ghost fire. In the name of Jesus, my God, burn the scales on my eyes with your fire. In the mighty name of Jesus, my God, release your power to set us free from every spirit of blindness. Remove every pollution, every contamination in our eyes. In the name of Jesus, every venom of the serpent in my eyes be flushed out by the liquid fire of God and by the blood of Jesus. I flush out every venom of the serpent in the eyes. Let it be flushed out by the liquid fire of God and by the blood of Jesus. We nullify every injection of blindness that we have received in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of forgetfulness that causes you to forget the visions and the dreams you get tonight by prayer. We bind and we arrest every spirit of forgetfulness. Every spirit behind memory loss be arrested by fire and be destroyed in the name of Jesus. We release divine judgment upon the dream 